Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. It's Lori and Julia. Today, it's Marine and Julia. Moje for a day. She's sitting in for Lori. She has a day off. Um, we are delighted to have Dr. Gary Simmons with us. And his novel is called Death, Death's Pale Flag. And Dr. Simmons is a neurologist in Trauma One um centers and he has written books about um the psychological distress that's going on right now with healthcare providers and also gives talks on neuroscience neurosurgery medical socioeconomics blah 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 everything that we talk about on this show all the time dr gary how are you today i'm great uh thank you so much for having me i'm i'm deeply honored Gosh, and your publicist, we love Kim. So we're delighted to have you here. So you're, our, I think, our first brain surgeon on the show. So hello, we've been on the air 21 years. Um, so you have written books kind of talking about the stress in the industry, what goes on with doctors, but this is your first time writing a novel. What made you want to, yes, what made you want to do that? Um, probably a number of things. It, it probably is not my first novel, but a few ended up in the trash. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> first one published. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, throughout my career, I, 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 I've had a lot of uh, different people, learners of, at all ages, all the way down to junior high, uh, come in and see what we do and, and uh, the world that, uh, that I inhabited. And, and I think there's a fair amount of interest about what goes on behind the scenes in the modern medical world and the world of brain surgery. And so I, I very much wanted to write about that through the years and wrote little snippets here and there. But I, I began thinking that it might be much more immersive uh, to do it in fiction. I, I, I thought with fiction, you know, I, I might be able to put the, the brain in your hands and you could feel it pulsing and watch it bleeding. And you do. And you do. Um, I have never read a book like this before. I am in awe of what you do as a neurologist and a brain surgeon. Um, and you talk about I want you to give the setup for the book. And then I just everything is so real. And it was so eye opening to me what goes on when the brain gets opened up. So first of all. We're with Dr. Gary Simmons, and the book is Death's Pill Flag. Dr. Gary, I'm just going to call you. Can you tell us the setup for your book? Sure. And, and by the way, you can call me anything. All but, right. Uh, well, I usually please. do. Your name will be Tammy by the end of our interview, so no worries. There. That's all right. I can, I can deal with it. Um, okay. The, uh, so the, the book is, of course, about a, uh, about a brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, on, on first glance, I, I would say he's fairly heroic, although I think we start to see some of his flaws as yes. time goes on. But he um, he is definitely uh, very immersed in his work uh, and uh, definitely very caring and, and successful as a as a brain surgeon. Um, but he begins to see people uh, that he does not believe are real and at first believes them to be hallucinations, which worries him, but he gets a lot of sleep disturbance in his job and, uh, gets evaluated. But as, as these appearances, uh, become more frequent, he eventually convinces himself that they're ghosts. Right. And, uh, the book really gets into, you know, whether, whether these might be ghosts or whether he's losing his mind. 
And I, I think another thing I want people to think about as they read it is what's actually more scary, the ghosts or, or the real world that he inhabits? It is, it's something, I, I mean, it, it's something because as a neurosurgeon, you know, and you write about this, you talk about, you know, in the book, Dr. Ryan Brennan, he's, he's exhausted. He's always working. And you talk about kind of as a neurosurgeon, he always, he's a perfectionist and he can't let go and how his family life suffers as a result of it and how his friendship suffers and how his personal taking care of himself Suffer was all of this your experience because of how immersed you were into being a, a surgeon, a neurologist. Uh, I th- yeah, I think uh, I, I, there are certainly uh, pieces of me in there for sure. I always tell people he's a much better person than me. So <laughs> the, the rough parts are probably a fair amount of me. The good parts uh, are probably an amalgam of many surgeons that I've known and admired through the years. Um, but uh, th- there is a lot of truth just in general into uh, what's going on uh, with him. It is very easy to kind of get trapped into this cycle of being there all the time. And he has he has a lot of trouble with trusting everybody else. He feels like he has to be there in the hospital watching over his patients. And, and the, the reality is these patients are very sick and it's right doesn't take much to turn, but he, he doesn't realize up front that he can't do it all by himself. It, it, it's fascinating. I mean, I'm so fascinated. So you, though, as a neurosurgeon, and you've worked on, you know, thousands and thousands of people over your life, you've been exposed to death and dying and tragedy and human suffering. Can you talk about how that affects the brain? Yeah, well, certainly uh, it, it, the the business can can be very uh, serious, very dark, uh, depending on you know where you're working and what you're what you're doing. But you can be. I, I mean, we could see in one night, and it always seemed to come in at night. It it it, it you know it That's does what it happens. during the day, <laughs> right. but it it seems to come in a lot at night. Um, but you, you know, in one night in the various places I've worked, you could end up with 20, 25 emergency, uh, consults and several having to go to the operating room and several needing one procedure or another. And, and it's intense and you're always, you're always giving very bad news to people and their families. And frankly, that's another, another goal of mine in the book is just to, just to, show uh, just how amazing the patients and the families are that have to go through this because they, they I, I, almost every time throughout my career, they showed nothing but amazing bravery, humanity, and mm-hmm. grace. Uh, so anyway, you on the other side are, are just watching this over and over and over again, and, and it takes its toll. It takes yep. its toll on everybody in many different ways. And, and one of the things that we explore in, in our other books is, you know, not everybody responds to these the same way, but a, a lot of people begin to fray. Oh, yeah. And, and then, and then the, the close borderline with people, you know, being on both sides of the white light, so to speak, and then the yeah. bringing in ghosts into the story. I really enjoyed your book. It's different than, you know, we read so many books, um, Dr. Um, Gary, so many books. Death's Pill Flag is a, it's such a peak into a life that I know nothing about, but as 
writing it from a doctor's perspective, you give us all the detail and you say all of these medical, you know, when we're in surgery and we understand what's going on and when you're doing it, you explain it so easily for the reader. I'm I'm completely fascinated and in awe. And your book is good, too, on top of it all. <laughs> well, good. I hope so. I hope it uh, I hope it is. I, I guess a, a fun read is a bit of a stretch. I, right. I'm not sure how fun it is, but uh, I hope it's a, a little eye opening. I hope it raises the pulse some and maybe is a little scary and, uh, and that sort of thing. It it did. And it and I just want to say that. Um, thank you so much. We would have you know, this isn't a book I would normally read, but I read the whole thing and I I wouldn't call it a fun read. I will call it a completely interesting read and a thriller. And it's called Death's Pale Flag. First of all, what does Death's Pale Flag mean? You wrote it in one chapter. I'm sorry. It was in one chapter, but I can't remember the meaning. Well, I stole it from uh, from a little known author uh, called Bill Shakespeare, but uh, it's about Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) And... uh, and it's about Re- Romeo discovers Juliet. He thinks she's dead, and he's lamenting that, you know, she doesn't even look dead yet. The the uh, color hasn't gone out of her cheeks, uh, and that's what he's saying. Death death hasn't hoisted his pale flag, if you will, of of death. Oh, got it, got it. Okay, now which I think is great. I, I do mean, I'm not. No, <laughs> it's a great it's title great, for your book. Great writing. Yeah, it's yeah. a great title for your book. Thank you so much for your time. All right, so we ask all of our authors, and um, what's the last great book that you've read, Dr. Gary? Well, I, the, the, uh, to be honest, the last great <laughs> book I read is Diseases of the Nervous System. I knew you were going to say something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, and it is great. I mean, it is one of the best written textbooks I've ever read. Uh, but I, I just finished rereading one of my fam- favorite books. I tend to reread books a fair amount. Uh, and that's The Last Convertible by Anton Meyer. I don't know if you've ever read no. it. but It is just. Oh, it's some of the most beautiful writing I've, I, I've ever read. And it's very evocative. It brings you back to um, the, the United States just before World War II and during World War II and it puts you in the dance halls with the big bands playing and stuff. It, it's just so beautifully written. Oh, gosh, that sounds so great. I, I really, this was fun. This was really fun. Great to meet you. Uh, the book is Death's Pale Flag. We have got a couple of copies. Give Grant a buzz at 651-641-1071. And thank you so much, Dr. Gary. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Absolutely. What an honor. Oh, ditto. <laughs> and I think more for us than you. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.